My name is Alex Hershey. I am the pastor here. I'm so glad that you're here this morning. Everybody just smile really big right now. That's good. You made it here. That is a great accomplishment. You have your socks on or you have your sandals on, whatever you, your, your choice. I don't know. But anyway, so glad that you're here this morning. Um, uh, I just want to go over a, a few uh, sort of uh, announcements. I know that Jared hit on some of them, but I just want to sort of recap a little thing. Uh, we are collecting, we have a team of people who are going to be going down to uh, eastern Kentucky uh, uh, this week. And so you may have saw as you were walking in some trunks open and people were throwing stuff in there. It's, that's not debts being paid. I, you know, it wasn't a new, I don't know, it wasn't the drop off from Amazon or anything. But if you would like to do that, that vehicle, those vehicles will be leaving on Tuesday. And so there's still time to be able to uh, drop off uh, supplies to send down to the, our, our brothers and sisters in eastern Kentucky. If uh, you're not familiar with it, in the branch, at the branches we go every spring, we go do a mission trip uh, in eastern Kentucky. So we do have a place, uh, near, we're near and dear to that community as well. So I just want to encourage you, if you have any questions, um, uh, where are the gardeners at? Are they in? Raise your hand. Are, the, are you over there? Right, they're going down there. And then also those people over there that were pointing at the other people. But maybe check with them. So there's two waving opposite sides. That's great. That's really how we do things here. Just, just talk to someone if they're waving their hand. Wouldn't that be easy? Like, I think that's... Talk with me. Anyway, okay. Awesome. Cool. Uh, and just really quick, too. I know the one thing this month is uh, covering our teachers' uh, um, uh, wish list on Amazon. We love to support our teachers. Just raise your hand really quick if you're a teacher or work in a school. There you go. Yes. We love you and we pray for you. We're proud that you made it through the first few days. Uh, for some of you, did a whole week. And some of you haven't even started yet. So we love you too. So, uh, and uh, we're continuing to pray for you guys. But also, what a way that we can bless them. Here's some QR codes where you can just drop that on there and then you can buy stuff. Maybe you take it to work and say, hey, workplace, let's cover this teacher's uh, wish list. Boom. And just cover all their stuff. And that'd be awesome. A way to support them as they are... Uh, going back to school, uh, it's happened. It's happening. It's happened. It, well, amen. So it's good. Parents are like, amen. Teachers are like, oh boy. Okay, so it's all good. So it's great. Uh, awesome. Okay. Well, hey, just really quick, also right after church, if you've been coming to the branches uh, for a bit or if you've been coming for just a, a few months and you want to know just uh, a little bit more about what we do here, uh, right after this uh, service, I'll be doing a coffee with the pastor. That's me. And so you get to have a coffee with me. And it's about a 15 to 20 minute conversation just about how to get more involved here in the life of this church. And uh, we do it the first Sunday of every month. Can you believe it? This is the first Sunday of this month. And so uh, at first Sunday of every month, uh, we do just a time set aside just to know how to, I can volunteer or how do I get involved in a small group or how do I just, uh, just get plugged in here? And so or how, what, what are you guys all about? And so uh, that, that's be right after this service and um, you can grab coffee with me and and uh, it'll be a good time, so it won't be too awkward. And then, uh, yeah, now that's all I got. So anyway, go. Cool. All right. Well, here at the branches, our mission is to connect to God, grow in Christ, and to love others. And our, our hope is that we all go deeper with who God wants us to become. And in doing that, then we branch out to others with great love. If you hear anything in this day, I pray that you hear that Jesus loves you. And in knowing that, that causes you to be able to grow in a way daily of being able to love the stranger, love the acquaintance, love your spouse better, love your kids better, and even love your enemy. And make sure that your enemy is not your spouse. But no, but all of that. And God is the one who works in our lives 
to call us into holiness, to live a sanctified life with Him. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing that we strive to do here in the life of this church. And we want you to know that because we are a family here that has a table that is open for all to come and sit at. Would you pray with me right now? Oh God, you are good. And we love you so much and we care for you and we are excited for what you are doing and how you are working in our lives. And in a season that can feel full right now, maybe some would say busy or even hurried, but Lord, we want to make sure that we have time with you because when we have time with you, you make all other things become calmer and we find shalom, we find peace in you. Lord, so right now, calm our souls down. Let us hear from You. Let us allow for Your Holy Spirit to be with us this morning where we are able to connect with the Spirit. God, You are with us and You are in us. And so, Lord, help us to know we are loved and experience Your grace and Your transforming power. Because you are at work in us, not for us to stay the same, but to continue to grow into who you have called us to be and become. And this is why we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh, We are in the midst of one of my favorite times, maybe not like kids going back to school, but one of my favorite times in sports, which is, I know some of you are going to say, training camp, football. Football is a great sport. It's a great sport. But there's this really good sport called baseball. And so I love baseball. And baseball is great. And this is sort of the season like where it's like, hey, playoff baseball teams, and it's a little bit more intense, and like it's hot out, so the ball flies a little bit better, and there's more home runs, and there's a little bit. And then they're all mad because they're all in their 20s, and they just have been playing all summer, and they just want to get a little feisty in the field, and it's just a fun time. I love it. And there's been some trades and all this jazz. But it made me think as I was watching, and as my beloved St. Louis Cardinals, let's hear it from my Cardinals friends. Oh, oh, no, those weren't, oh, oh, wow. We won't mention anything about Cubs. And so, but like, and so, like, it's really, and it's making me, like, get excited because I, I love, like, the, the hump for October, which is, like, playoff baseball, and it's all really good. And I was thinking this week about one of my favorite baseball memories when I was watching in 2011, which was a great baseball year. Remember that time? Oh, it was so great. It was when the Cardinals won the World Series. But I remember game six of this World Series, and I was sitting on my couch, and I think at the time, Krista was there, my wife. She was right next to me for this part of this game. And I remember sitting there as the Cardinals were down by a run, and there was two outs in the bottom of the night. And it felt like this was it. Felt like it was all over and I was cuddled up with my Cardinals blanket. You can judge me, but that's how I watch playoff games. Because I am not superstitious at all. And as I'm watching this game, all of a sudden I realize as David freezes up to bat, and all of a sudden he gets one strike, and then he gets another strike, and I realize that we are one strike away for the season being over, and the Cardinals not winning the World Series. And I remember in that what felt like eternity moment, going through my head saying, the Cardinals shouldn't even been here in the first place. Just be a happy fan. Every other team doesn't even, they're not even watching because their team's not in here. Just be happy. There are two teams left, 
and your team was one of the teams because this is all over. I'm usually an optimistic person, unless it's the St. Louis Cardinals. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm thinking, there's no way that anything is going to happen, and I'm going to have to hear it from all these Texas Ranger fans. I don't know any Texas Ranger fans. Anyway, but like, and I'm going to have to hear it from them. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, but it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But then, but then, like one foot in the grave, right? But then, David Freeze hits a triple down the right field line, ties up the game, and then Rangers come back. And again, I find myself the next inning just being like, the Cardinals are going to lose again, and down to their last strike. And then again, what seemed impossible became possible. And then David Freeze, this beautiful picture right here, where he hits a home run to win game six, and the rest is history as they go into game seven and win game seven. And this next picture is one of my favorites, is because after he hit the triple, when I thought everything was lost, and yet the possible became happened. I think in our lives, I think often we can find ourselves in places where we can feel that we are settling for just whatever may be because it is impossible for something good to happen. It is. And we find ourselves in a place of saying, I guess we just have the two strikes on us and probably the third strike will come eventually and I just need to be okay with this. I know in my life there are times where I just feel that this is just the case. This is how it's supposed to be. There are things that just won't come out the way that I thought they would. But the thing is, is as we look at the stories in Scripture, and we're going to be looking at them throughout this month, we begin to see some of these stories that are real, that are important, that we can't just say they happened a long time ago and they're irrelevant. That's not true. The Word of God is still living and alive today. But as we hear these stories, we begin to see how our lives are affected by them. Because this is the thing, as we read through the Scriptures, what we begin to realize is those stories also become our stories as well. Stories where hope seems to be lost and all of a sudden hope happens. Stories where we seem to think that everything is impossible and I have one foot in the grave and I feel that I have two strikes on me and there's nothing more I can do and then all of a sudden God intervenes and God shows up and God draws a new play and all of a sudden everything is new. This is why we lean in. This is why we want to be part of the story of God because God has a hand upon each and every one of us so that we can see how not only we are loved but that we can go and be His love in our everyday life. That we strive to continue to live holy lives even in our mistakes and our blunders we know that grace frees us in a way so that we can grow closer and even in moments where we find the pit in our stomach even in the moments where we think our past is so bad that nothing can redeem it, God steps in and says, but I am here because these stories are important and your story is important. And my people don't sit with a pit in their stomach or feeling hopeless. We are a people of hope. That's exciting. That's really exciting. Just turn to someone and say, that's exciting. That's good. Now give them a high five and be like, all is good. There we go. Good. All right. So our scripture today is found in Ezekiel chapter 37. If you have your Bibles, I encourage you to open them up. This is a prophet. This is a time where we see in Ezekiel that God is talking, or God is trying to speak through the prophet to his people, saying, 
we need to get out of exile. And God's people are like, we want out of exile. And they're like, that's all we care about. We just want freedom. We want all these things. But then we see something even woven into this whole story that is really beautiful. And we begin to see that it's not just for them, but it's also for us. So if you find yourself in Ezekiel 37, grab your phones, grab your Bibles. This is what we're going to look at. It's a classic passage in some ways for some of us. It's this passage about dry bones becoming alive. Some of you, I'm not going to, I know last week I sang a children's song. No children's songs. I've already learned. I missed out. Man, I messed those up. Anyway, I would usually say go back and watch a past sermon, but I am not going to say that. You don't need to see me not know words to Zacchaeus songs. Okay, so Ezekiel 37, and we find ourselves verses 11 through 14, and it says this. This Old Testament stuff, right? This is Old Testament before Jesus comes along. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel, God's people. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophecy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. This is what you might be hearing, but this is what God says, right? I was saying to myself, the game is over. One foot's in the grave, about to be two feet. But then this is what the sovereign Lord says. This is what God says. My people, I am going to open your graves and to bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you, and you will live, and I will settle in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done done it, declares the Lord. This is a powerful statement because this is a statement to a people who are saying it's all over. This is the way that everything has to go. I guess I'm just set up for this type of life. And all of a sudden God comes in and says, no, there's something more. Ezekiel's message of hope extends far beyond, far beyond just the people of Israel trying to get back home from exile. It is one that is a message that is, is all about a hope that is not just a normal hope. There is a deepness to this. That is a hope that brings complete transformation. It brings a new creation. It brings on new rules of what the land should look like and what human will should be. This is a powerful moment in the life of our story that we can lean into now. It is a hope of a restored life that we allow for the Spirit of God to bring the dead back to life. To bring the dying things in our lives and bring them into hope and to, and to see that God is still on the move. This is a powerful moment for us to understand. This is when people thought they were out, but now they are in. We see in this chapter, in chapter 37 and actually chapter 38, it's all about the restoration of God's people. It's all about people who thought they had no more to have in this life, and God says, I'm going to bring you back together and make you new. It's all about a covenant of hope with His people. How many people, how many times in our lives do we think that we are cast out, that we begin to build those chips on our shoulder, that we think we've gotten a a bad, raw deal, and it's not fair? We've all been there. This is what this story is about. I don't deserve that medical report. I don't deserve not making that team. I don't deserve this and that. It's all of those things. And all of a sudden, we can easily just throw our hands up and say, whatever. I'm not going to do it, anything. And God's saying, but this is when I need you to lean in the most. Because I have something for you. 
you're actually going to be restored into something more than you ever thought you would be. You're actually, for the first time, going to see the purpose that I have for you. This is our story. This is your story. I was talking to my friend. He's an Old Testament professor. And so then I like to quote him in my sermons. And this is really just a text. But I like to make it sound really official. So my friend, Dr. David Schreiner. (laughs) This is more of a joke for me. So it's an inside joke with just me. So if you want to laugh and make me feel good, and then I'll probably take a screenshot of this and be like, ooh, look, you got quoted today in a message. But he said this. This is my buddy. It's concern, it's concern. This is about Ezekiel 37. And yes, this is the kind of text messages that I have with my friends. So we talk about dry bones. Yeah, I'm really exciting. I am a dork. Okay, it says, Ezekiel 37. It's concern is a, to- is, is a total all-encompassing restoration, both spiritual and physical, that will also testify to the universal knowledge and ultimate power of Yahweh. That's powerful. That's for you. This whole idea of hope sometimes can just be like, I hope I get a parking spot that's close to Costco because I'm going to buy everything for the next six months in my house, right? But this is a hope that says, you're not washed up. You know, it was sort of beautiful. I know, I keep going back to the. I don't know why I have 2011 on my brain. A rookie, a young player, ties up the game in the bottom of the ninth. In the bottom of the tenth, some would call a washed-up veteran tied it up. The young and the old matter in the story of God. Everybody in between matters as well. It matters. So how does this happen? We go back to verse 5 in chapter 37 and it says this. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones, these dry bones, these these people who think they're done. He says, I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. What he's saying here is God is saying, God is going to breathe upon you. The Hebrew word for breath, or the Hebrew word for this is, is ruha, which is often translated spirit, wind, and breath. So when you would hear this in the Old Testament, they would say, God will ruha upon you. He will breathe upon you the Spirit. And it will fill you up. And it will restore you. And make those pieces in your life that you feel that are broken down or not good enough. Or it will come upon you and you are ready to receive for the first time. Or just ready to say, I want more of you, God, and less of me. Right? Ruha. I will breathe upon you a spirit that will bring freshness and bring something new into your life. I will restore you and make you new. Ruha. I will breathe upon you. In our lives right now, the question that we have to ask is are we ready for this? Are we wanting to be restored? Are we wanting to have more of God? Do we want this in our lives? I want to have a full life and not this life that just has me running everywhere and feeling empty at night. I want to be able to make eye contact with people when they ask me how I'm doing and I want to actually say I'm doing well because the Spirit of God is in me and God is for me. 
How do we do this? We have to open our lives to God and say, Lord, breathe upon me. Restore me. Are you ready for this in your life? I, I hope we all are. Yes. Are you in need of an impossible thing in your life to happen right now? Then let God breathe upon you. If God can make the dry bones alive again, He can work in your life and bring a newness to you. In the midst of grief, in the midst of joy, God is ready to breathe upon you, to fill you up, to restore you, to make you whole. A restoring hope is who God is. Not just in the story of Ezekiel, but also in your story. To be restored in hope. As we finish up this morning, uh, we're going to have Andrea come up and just sort of play some background music. But as we finish up this morning, before we take communion, we're going to have a time of just prayer. And we're going to have a few individuals who will be across the front, or off to the sides, I mean, and you can just come forward and just, just ask for the breath of God to fall upon you. And, and maybe for some of us, that is, is just saying, I just, need, I just need some recentering. Or maybe for some of us, it's like, why would I turn this down? You know, like, that's, Krista loves going to church with me because I just always get prayed over or whatever. Because I, I did miss, I should have, anyway, it doesn't matter. But I love it. I don't try to turn down prayer whenever someone wants to pray over me. But maybe you just need it. You know, maybe last week was rough. Maybe it was great. Maybe two months ago was rough, but now it's okay. I don't know. But as, as we have this time of just stillness with the Lord, I just want you to know that there is a place here at this church that we have people who want to pray over you. And you just have to come forward and say, I just want the breath of God upon me. It's not going to be a long prayer. It's going to be a short prayer. Lord, restore our soul. Lord, restore us and be made new in you. And so you can start playing. And I'll just pray to prepare our hearts for this and the prayer, prayers. The prayers? Is that what you said? The people who are praying for you can come forward and sort of line up on the outside of the screens. God, prepare our hearts for you. And as we meditate upon your words and as we meditate just to ready to hear from you, Lord, we come forward expecting to encounter you and to meet with you. For those who come forward, we welcome them, Lord, to, to bring... bring uh, what is upon their heart. For those who are re- elect to stay just sitting in the seats, Lord, we pray that you fill them with your breath and restore them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. have your communion here at the branches all who believe and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord is welcome to partake in this we are reminded that Jesus died upon the cross for us his body was broken for us and his blood was spilled for us so that we can be made new so that we can be restored allow for his body and his blood to be represented in, in these elements in your life allow for the sins that you've You've placed ahead of Christ's mission for you to be forgiven by His mighty grace. God's grace is so beautiful, and it's for each and every one of us. Would you pray with me? Oh God, 
You are a God of restoration. You are a God who fills us and makes us new. We thank You for Your grace. Bless this bread and juice. Let it represent to us the forgiveness of our sins so that we can walk with You. We thank You for Your sacrifice that has made us new. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Body of Christ broken for you. Take and eat. The blood of Christ spilled for you. Take and drink. O holy God, we thank you for your love and how you watch over us and guide us and lead us into all things. Lord, we know that there are trials ahead of us, but we know that you will be with us. Lord, we know that there are times where we will fall down, but God, you have told us time and time again that you will not let us stay down, but that you will pick us up, that you will lead, you will be with us and guide us. And Lord, we know that we are not alone, for we have a community of, and a family here at this church that loves us deeply. And so God, right now, allow for our hearts to live for you and you alone. There are so many things that are fighting for our time. There are so many labels that are wanting to be slapped on us. But God, you've called us your children and you love us dearly. Let us fall into your arms right now and let us walk with you every step of the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand up right now as we sing our last song. And as we stand, give someone a hug if you're comfortable with that or just give them a thumbs up or a high five and be like, Jesus loves you. Can you do that for me? You guys have a fantastic week. Go with God.